This episode is coming straight out of my life (laughs) right now. We had a two-week-long tummy bug with my five-year-old, and then a week of everything being calm, and then eight days of strep going through three out of the five in our household. I know all too well how much sickness disrupts life, how much it steals from you. It never comes at a good time. And so I wanted to share three really great strategies to help you stay positive when sickness strikes at your house. Let's go. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Happy Tuesday, friends. We're going to start with a little story time. I can get some validation from my fellow moms. So a week ago, my son, he was the first one to come down with a sore throat. So... It was on a Thursday morning. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in. We're going to get this taken care of before the weekend because we've been burned by strep before. So I take him into the pediatrician. Negative for strep, negative for flu. Okay, we'll go home. We'll wait it out. Next day, he wakes up. He's got a fever. The sore throat is worse. What do I do? We march right back down to that pediatrician's office. We get tested again. Negative for strep, (laughs) negative for COVID. Okay, it's not strep going to let it go. It's some kind of virus, some other bacteria, whatever. They're like, call us back Monday. Saturday morning, I wake up. Throat is on fire. But I'm like, it's not strep. Not strep. Nope. They said it's not strep. So I suffered through what felt like swallowing rocks and razor blades all day. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Finally, Tuesday, I was like, enough. Enough is enough. I went to the doctor, got tested, positive for strep. (laughs) So immediately I leave there. I'm on my way to get my meds. I'm calling the pediatrician to say, hey, and this is Halloween. It's on Halloween day this is happening. I call the pediatrician to have them be like, hey, I'm positive. Can you please get him some meds? Okay, so they'll give him some meds too. We get home, my daughter has arrived home from school, burst into tears because she feels terrible too, and now she knows she can't go trick-or-treating. She's got strep too, I have to make another call, another one down. So that was Tuesday. So today, I'm recording on Friday. Finally, today, I woke up and my throat didn't hurt. And my voice is still weak. Like, it has been a time. But do you know that that feeling, moms, where you're like, I knew it. I knew it. And you told me twice I wasn't right. And then guess what? That cost me a whole lot of pain. <laughs> Lots of pain. But I digress. I wanted to share some strategies on how to stay positive when this happens. Because sickness is one of the things that can really just discourage you so much. So my first tip for you for staying positive when illness strikes is to stay off of social media. The last thing you need when there's sickness going through your house, whether it's you or your kids, is a reminder of how great everyone else is doing. 
<laughs> you do not need to see everybody's cute pictures, happy pictures, whatever. You don't need it. You do not need that reminder. You also don't need a reminder that the world is a hot mess. You don't need the opposite either. You don't need to see there's all these problems and political unrest and racism and wars and all sorts of other horrible things happening. You don't need either of those things. You don't need the best of the best. You don't need the worst of the worst. You don't need anything to compare. You don't need anything to drag you down. Just say no. Number two, pray and ask a few close friends to pray for you. So you don't really need a huge prayer chain. The Bible doesn't say you need every friend on Facebook praying for you or the whole entire church praying for you. James 5.16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So that's one person. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, not of a hundred people or a thousand people, one man. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So find a handful of people who are in your inner circle Allow them to pray for you. Ask them to pray for you. Don't be afraid to ask some people. Like some people go one of two directions. They either like post on Facebook, ask for tons of people, or they don't ask anybody. They just kind of keep it to themselves how much they're struggling. So do ask for people to pray for you. Just pick a few who will pray pray for you fervently. That's a pretty strong word. It means with a passionate intensity. It's a very strong word bold prayer and ask them not to pray just for your physical symptoms, but ask them to pray that you'd be encouraged, that you'd be strengthened, that you'd have peace. And then as you start to see improvement in yourself or your kiddos, thank God for every step of healing that comes. Something I kind of learned over the years is that all healing is divine. All healing is divine healing. So people are like, I don't believe in divine healing. Well, <laughs> how is your body healing? Because it was designed to heal. If God didn't design us to heal, every time we got a cut, we would just bleed forever. Every time we got a cold, we would just be sick forever. But he designed our bodies to heal themselves. It is amazing. It's phenomenal. So whether you're taking medicine or whatever you're doing to help yourself, like, yes, medicine is amazing. I thank God for antibiotics. Oh my goodness. Three days of antibiotics. I feel so much better. So thankful for antibiotics. But the reason antibiotics work in my body is because God designed my body so amazingly well and in such a cool way that it will respond to that and it will help it heal. I went through a period where I was just so angry at God. I, I wouldn't give him credit for anything. If, if I was healing, it was because of science. It was because of medicine. It's like, well, who created science and who created medicine? <laughs> so any kind of healing you're seeing, thank God for that. Just, just thank him profusely. Be so thankful for every step as you are getting better, as your kids are getting better. And number three, release your expectations and embrace the opportunity for spiritual growth. So releasing your expectations <laughs> can be hard to do. But basically, this is a forced fast from activities. So whether the sickness is you or your kids, there's things that you were planning to do that you can no longer do, right? So you had all these plans, and now you're not going to be in any of those expectations. Two of the most impactful times in my own life spiritually were when I was down, 
One was when I was down for three weeks with my first bout of COVID. It was really rough. I was down for 19 days, like down, down. And when I was down for three weeks because I fell on the ice in Texas in the street, literally broke my face. I broke two bones in my sinus cavity. PSA, don't underestimate ice, y'all. Winter is coming. If you live somewhere where there's ice, do not underestimate it. Don't walk anywhere where there might be ice. Oh my goodness, just do not. So those two events happened to me within two months of each other. So I had COVID for 19 days. I was recovered for less, about a month. And then I had the fall and then I was down again for three weeks. So I was down for a total of six weeks out of 12 weeks. It was so discouraging. I had barely recovered from one major illness and then I was slapped back down with the worst injury of my life. I was in so much pain. I couldn't sleep. I felt so, un well, I was unproductive in the world's sense of productivity. And I love productivity. I love getting things done. So having injury or illness or something come into your world and throw everything off is incredibly frustrating. And I had to release all of my expectations for those six weeks. I was forced to. Psalm 46.10, though, says, Be still and know that I am God. Thankfully, I was wise enough during that time to not just waste it binge-watching Netflix. And instead, I was actually binge-listening to sermons. Now, to be fair, when I fell, I had a concussion and I couldn't read. I couldn't read or watch anything for a while. So my only option was to listen. But even when I was released to watch things again, I had already gotten so much out of this practice. I didn't want to change what I was doing. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. This is one way to do that. This is one way to keep your mind stayed on God. Just pop those earbuds in and keep the praise music flowing. Keep the Bible app flowing. Keep the sermons flowing. When you get your mind filled, it's like, think about your brain like marinating in goodness, marinating in healing, like marinating in God's word is the best thing you can ever do for your health. So we just have to release our expectations and embrace that this could be an opportunity, a huge opportunity for growth. When I was doing that, I, I got more ideas from God. I call them like downloads, I, revelations. Like I got, I would have to pause and like go on my notes and like take notes, like ideas for courses and coaching and pod, future podcast episodes that I didn't even know I was going to start a podcast, but things that have turned into podcast episodes were all flowing through my brain during that time as I was allowing God to just work in me. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So every time you listen to the word of God, every time you read the word of God, every time you meditate on it, it's not going to come back void. It's going to accomplish something in you, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. Just trust that that is what's happening. The Bible declares itself to be living and active, and you have to trust that as you're doing it, that these things are going to bear fruit with time. 
So consider this forced slowdown in your life to be an invitation from God to spend extra time reading his word or listening to some great sermons, just getting refueled spiritually. So that's it. Number one, stay off social media. You don't need the comparison. You don't need to hear all the negative news. You don't need any of that. Just say no. Number two, pray. Ask just a few friends to join you and and pray not just for your physical symptoms, but for your emotional state and you're encouraged you're in for encouragement and thank God for every bit of healing that comes and three release your expectations and embrace that opportunity for spiritual growth a lot of my work as a coach is helping women keep moving forward and avoid getting stuck in seasons of discouragement I want to help them see their wins when they don't see them I help them make a plan and we revise as we go because we all have setbacks Life is crazy. I did not plan the last month to go the way that it did. But sometimes we need someone who has an outside perspective to look at what's going on in our life and help us see a new way forward that we just couldn't see. So if that's you today, go to the link in my show notes, schedule a clarity call. I would love to chat with you and see how I can help. Talk to y'all next week. Did you like the show? Did you learn something? If you enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome if you could leave our mom a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.